More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I'm reading your text messages that are rolling in at 833-212-1017-833-212-1017. I'm still stuck on 414350. They said, if Milwaukee is the worst place for a black child, why? Their infant mortality rate is high. Educational attainment is low. Poverty levels are high. More likely to face trauma, live in poorly funded neighborhoods, more likely to drink lead contaminated water. It goes on. Are black babies being born daily here? Hell yeah. Yes. I mean, black people are dying, too. But yes, black babies are being born here. And when will are they moving? I don't know what that means. 262212 says, Sherwin, how do you make an individual complete their diploma at a competency level that allows one to be employed or go on to higher education or trade programs? It takes such a heavy investment because the problem is you've got so many children that come to school at different levels of readiness and preparedness. Some of them are reading above grade level already. But you can't necessarily teach the whole class, which is overcrowded, of 40 kids at grade level or above. So it takes specialized learning. And I don't even know if we have the funding for it. Like we don't invest enough in education. That is one of the things that we can do. That re- There's a return on our investment. The amount of resources that we pour into children, the better off our society is. And you don't even have to look at the United States as an example. Literally look at any other country. And there's a correlation between the less countries spend on the military the more they spend on their people, research and development and education. And they outpace us everywhere, everywhere. They outpace us in every measurable and conceivable category. The caller says, Professor Hughes, when the teachers union was being victimized by Scott Walker, Senator Taylor fought for them. The senator fights for fast food workers who were victimized by low wages as well as defending black victims of political, not political, police brutality. Brother Al from Sherman Park is wrong about future Judge Taylor, who is positively Milwaukee. Lena's a polarizing figure, so every opinion that exists about someone exists about her. Shouts out to Brother Ed Professor Hughes, this brother, is also an author, motivational speaker, and owns a shoe line. His shoes are really sharp. Shouts out to Brother Ed, Professor Hughes. Who's, I don't know. Let me tell him to call us. I don't know who that is. 414236 says, yes, Finn Baker was a Bucks player. I thought so. 262388 says, you should play that lovely lady song, I Feel Pretty. Oh, Carrie, I got some for you. Where my cell phone is? Here it is. So one of our very loyal and faithful listeners, a guy named Justin, sent me a picture yesterday. 
Carrie, he sent me a picture of the person he was sitting with. Justin Brown, his name is. Sent me a picture to my Facebook inbox. And guess who he was sitting with, Carrie? Miss Rose. Carrie, do you want to know what Miss Rose looks like? Of course you do. I want you to envision what you think Miss Rose looks like, Carrie, because she's called this show many, many times. You seen Miss Rose before? Where you seen Miss Rose at? At Juneteenth. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm sending you a picture of her anyway. Well, I already did. Let's talk to Winky. Winky. Good afternoon, brother. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, brother. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah, I've I've been listening to you, and I got a chance to dial in. You were talking, you, you know, you, you you're giving a, you you confusing me, you're messing me up, man. I'm trying to follow you along here. We're, we're, we're discussing white folk and, and, and the ability uh, to come together, and we seem as though that we're forgetting that we have another common enemy that decides to. See, we ain't worried about white folk at this point, man. There's other there's other groups of people that we've always been in contact, I mean, in competition with, man, that are now gaining the power uh, uh, to put us behind, brother. And, and, and it bothers me. Because and I know who you're going to say, but here's what you're going to have to do. You're not going to speak in platitudes. You're going to give me examples, concrete, relatable examples of how you think there's another group that's keeping us behind. Who is it? And tell us how they're doing that. Well, the, Okay, fine. I appreciate that. The Hispanic group right now. The reason why I'm so down on the Hispanic group because it's always been this way. I'll give you. I'll give you a concrete example. If you look at the Major League Baseball, brother. If you look at Major League Baseball, brother. The first the, the Hispanics was already playing Major League when they wouldn't allow a Negro to even get in there. Okay, and he the first Hispanic was probably in the early 1900s sometimes. They wouldn't let a Negro in there. Same with the Army, brother. We have carried this brunt by ourselves. We have been alone by ourselves. In the Army, the Hispanic didn't fight with us. He fought in the White Army, okay? The, the, if there was an Arab here or if there was a Japanese that decided to join our side after they took them out of the internment camps, they fought where at? In the White Army. See, this is, this is where we're losing ground because we study focusing on their white boys, which we've we, we got to keep our eye there. But at the same time, we must realize, brother, that we actually have fought, bled, and died for the number two position in this country. And somebody might say, well, we got to be number two. Well, that's how it's, that's how it's set up, and we were going towards the number one prize. But we got distracted by using other people that have used us that guess what have not our best interests at heart i mean let's just be realistic brother these these people are coming into this community and that's what my that's what my teaching is at right now we've got to push past that if you look at our stores if you look at our businesses heck if you look at the temporary services who's running the temporary services brother Sherwin? i'm sure you know i don't know who's running brother Sherwin, i challenge any of your listeners to go today or to next week to any temporary service and apply for a job. Remember, the white boys own the temporary services, but who are running them? 
And then we look at around and we wonder why other nationalities have cars and things and houses and great credit or, or, or in line to get credit because they're treating the temporary services like real employment. And we treat it like a, a temporary services that it that it is that it's supposed to be. It really, really took off. It started back in the twenties and thirties, uh, uh day labor and stuff, but it really took off during the Ronald Reagan years. That was a part of the trickle down economic deal and that was to barge out some of the union deals and some of the um you know, some of the the, 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 the benefits. When when they hire a temporary person, they don't have to worry about the benefits. Okay. They don't have to worry about the insurance. Because that was a part of the trickle down, and we didn't understand that. So when you go to these temporary services now, who's running them? Hispanics, brother. Okay, and they letting their people go out. Your people come sit down. They say, "Hold, we got job for you. Just wait for a minute." If they people don't show up, they send your people out. Okay, sometimes they'll work so many of us now. Don't get me wrong. Now they'll work so many of us, but the majority all across the country is being ran by them. So the Hispanics are running, so they were in Major League Baseball in the 1900s, and they run the um, the temporary services, and so that is why we're going to be number two to them because of Major League Baseball and a temporary service. No, 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 you told me to give you some. Okay, no, no, I, I appreciate ground. that, but I don't, that, what, I, what I was trying to say, examples. which may have flown over some heads, is that the disparities that exist in the black community is an everybody problem. It's a Milwaukee problem. It's a Wisconsin problem. It's a nationwide problem is all I was trying to say because black people do not do have do the devices to, for us to fix what is wrong with our community because it took a collaborative nationwide effort to put us here. It's going to take the same kind of effort to get us out. It wasn't just black people that got civil rights legislation signed into law. It was a collaborative effort with many, many people. I'm just saying that I'm not trying to sound like crabs in a barrel because other people come to this nation. That's the thing. They have a nation. They have a country. They have a history. They have a heritage. They know themselves. So they're already going to have advantages. No, no, we're trying to figure out what our damn country is. Are we black folks? Are we Negroes? Are we African-Americans? See, we don't have a country. We can lay claim to a continent, but I'm saying we don't come here from, unless you're an African immigrant, which is the smallest minority of our black community we don't have the same heritage history and culture that they have by having a nation when people that have a nation arrive in another nation they're already better prepared that is one of the differences we try to compare ourselves to people that actually have a home and have a government and have economic systems in place so when they come here america is not a mystery to them because they had it in the places in which they were from so yeah we're going to be at a disadvantage because we are a people without a home we don't have a nation so this is not your country? It is, but I have not been curated here. My people were brought here now, against their will. We said. had to make it our country. Okay. So there's a difference That's between right. us now and somebody who was from Nicaragua. If you're from Nicaragua, okay. you have a government, you have a history, you have schools, you have a military, you have an economy. Here in America, we are an extension of or an outgrowth of or, or an affirmative action program. Like that is how we got too many of our opportunities. We didn't build this nation like solo with just ourselves and our own interests in mind. We built this nation for somebody else and for other people's interests. So when you say other people come over here and they take advantage, of course, that was the whole reason why black folks are here. So we could build this country for someone else and not necessarily for ourselves. I appreciate your call. I got to take a break. Come back. And I'll well. Take Miss Bonds. Okay. Miss Bonds, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? 
Well, I'm okay. I was very happy to hear you say education is not funded. I know we love to MPS bash, but when I came in, and that was the 80s, we had um, we had a union sticker that said, I cannot teach an empty desk, and I loved it. If you're not here, I can't teach you. You have to come to school. When you heard about the 15 shooting the 14 or whatever it was the other day, that was at 10-something on a school day morning. Why weren't we in school where we could be safe? Uh, also, I started at a bilingual school. They had a reading specialist for the Hispanic students, but they had a reading specialist for the English-speaking students, and I mean concentration. I remember I was given the lowest group to work with the, the, uh, in third grade. We had three third grades, so one of the teachers had the higher group kids, and then two of the teachers took the middle grade kids who were on level, and I took the ones who were not on level. And I remember I was supposed to work with them from 9 to 10.30. School started a little before 9. I had a grandmother bring her child in every day at 10.10. Now, I had an hour and a half of intensive work to get those kids who were not on level together. And she thought bringing her in for the last 20 minutes would get her there. We have to make accountability where it should be, too. Parents have an accountability. I mean, I was doing everything as I could, and, and it worked because when the testing came up, those below-level students were getting up there to level. But I have to have you in your seat to do that. See, people keep forgetting that component. In MPS, unfortunately, uh, I still have family who work in. I'm retired now, but that's what I hear all the time. Didn't come to school on time. Missed this class. Missed that class. Uh, walked out and didn't want to go to this class. I, I don't know what the answer is, uh, Sherwin, but, yes, I can, I can see how we fall in those lower categories. Now, they used to have truant officers, and Lord knows, probably not even when you were in school, but back when I was in school, they saw you on the street, <laughs> they took you back to school, and your parents got a ticket. But, you know, we stopped all that. Those were prehistoric ideas to make the child go to school and make the parents be responsible. But I don't know what the answer is, so maybe you have listeners who can come up with ideas. You all are the younger generation now. So give us some hope. Thank you, Ms. Bonds. I'm going to try and find some hope Thank somewhere. You. Appreciate your call. I want to be very clear. Black people built this country, right? Do we disagree with that? Well, we shouldn't. But we built it for someone else. We did not build it for ourselves. So when other people come to this country, they are coming to a turnkey nation that was built by us for them. You see, 
And someone had texted in those other countries that people come from where, you know, you come to America and you come from your own country and you immigrate here. They remarked that those countries are less diverse. Yeah, because they kicked the colonizers out. Didn't the Mexicans kick the Spanish out? Like, weren't there war? Like, we as black people didn't band together with the natives and kick the white people out. Where in other countries, like, there were revolu- there was a Haitian revolution where they kicked the French out. Um, what's one of them? Day? Is it Cinco de Mayo where they kicked the French people out of Mexico because the French tried to, ha-ha, we want to take Mexico. Ha-ha-ha. That's what the French people sound like. And the Mexicans like, no, you're not. We're not going to thank our country. And that's what Cinco de Mayo is. Cinco de Mayo is actually a celebration of Mexicans, Mexican farmers killing a bunch of French people. The French were like, oh, we're going to take all your enchiladas. You are going to do no such thing. You better get out of here. Today is Cinco de Mayo. Not today, Frenchie. That's probably racist. So I'm going to take a break. The truth was sure when he was to be right back. It's the truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The new 1017 The Truth is the home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoops action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and your all your favorite streaming platforms. We have Horizon League Conference Tournament Basketball on the Truth. Tune in Monday night as the Milwaukee Panthers take on the Cleveland State Vikings in the Horizon League semifinals. Coverage begins at 8. Tip-off is set for 8.30. I'm again teaming up with Axe Housing, and I'm very excited to learn that just about half of the families who purchase homes through Axe Housing were African-American families. In fact, the youngest person to purchase a home through Axe Housing 19 years old, and she's going to be building wealth every month while she pays her mortgage instead of paying rent. And as I would always say, if you're not dreaming of home ownership by now, you should be. You can get started on virtual orientation by clicking on the truth link at axehousing.org. That's A-C-T-S housing.org. Axe coaches are ready to help you and your family find the best path to home ownership. There are no restrictions on who can access the program. You just need to have steady monthly income, even if it's a small amount Visit axehousing.org today. Be sure to tune into The Truth tomorrow at 10 a.m. for another episode of The Soft Life Chronicles. Sickle cell disease can be a devastating one to live with and is most common in African Americans. Denise Thomas and all of us Milwaukee will discuss what it's like to live with sickle cell. So be sure to listen to The Soft Life Chronicles tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. presented by all of us Milwaukee on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. All right, so I got a list of cities that are good for African-Americans. So we talked about Milwaukee being 130th out of 133. I got a list of cities where black Americans fare best economically. And so what it could be as simple as at least preliminarily for our policymakers, and I'd be okay as a taxpayer paying for a junket because they travel anyway on our dime. Travel to one of the cities that's doing right by black folk and see what they're doing. Look at their policies and their environments and look at how they have their home ownership programs, all the things and how they educate their black communities. Can't we go and take something out of the playbook of cities that are doing it right?
and maybe just see what could work here. Like, that's an idea because we clearly can't figure it out on our own here how to improve the status and standing of African-Americans here, because I want people to be very, very clear on this. If African-Americans are suffering from disparity, then everyone here is going to suffer. We are an interconnected community, even though they're trying to make us think like we aren't. We're all connected. Just because we segregate the people and segregate the housing and segregate people by their income doesn't mean we're not all still a community. We very much are. Like if I need a kidney or a liver or what else, what's another body part? A lung? I don't know, a new nose? And if a white person has a nose that fits my face, well, then I won't. Well, that would look funny. But you know what I mean? Like we're all human beings and we're all connected. If I need, if I something happens, there's a terrible freak accident, knock on wood. I don't want any freak accidents to happen to me or anybody for that matter, especially on my birthday weekend. But what if something happens where I lose one of my butt cheeks? I, I lose my butt cheek at a freak accident. I need to, you can't walk around one butt cheek. I would try to sit down. I'd always fall over to one side because I only have one butt cheek. And if somebody decided that they were going to be an organ donor and I needed a butt cheek and a doctor comes in, you know, doctors are very somber. Hello, Mr. Hughes. I have, uh, I've reviewed your chart and, uh, thankfully, we were we were able to save uh, one of your butt cheeks, but the other one, yeah, we had to, yeah, we had to, <sighs> we had to amputate your butt cheek. Uh, we do have a list of donors and possible matches, but it's going to be tough. For a while, you're just going to have to adjust by having one butt cheek. And if a white person was like, dude, don't make me laugh, don't you? Dude. I heard that you need a butt cheek, you know? Like, I don't need all of this junk in my trunk, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll totally give you half of my butt because I want you to have a fully functioning rear end shirt when Hughes. I'd be like, wow, that's what community is all about. And I would have one white butt cheek and one black butt cheek. <laughs> Probably a bad example. Mike from Mill Road says, are y'all going to do hot truth for all the shows on the truth? That was a fantastic idea. I don't know what that is. Carrie, what is hot truth? Was that on somebody else's show? What does that mean? What's hot truth? Is that a segment or something? Yeah. So shout out to your boy, Ben Jammin. Amazing. Exactly. Because on our podcast, he decided to do something called hot truth where he takes a really great segment that's a hot truth from Tori Lowe and he makes it its own separate like podcast episode in a way. And it's very short, it's concise, it's to the point, and it's a hot truth from that show. I would need a more engaged producer to do something like that. Um, I'm sorry. Can you explain a little bit more? No. Why not? Because Benjamin is Tory Lowe's producer and sounds like Hot Truth is his work. So, like, how am I going to have a Hot Truth? Because all the stuff I say is Hot Truth. You would just have to parse something out and make it its own segment. Yeah, something you're saying. So, for an example, I think when you spoke about Gabrielle Union's speech, that could have been a Hot Truth. Oh. And we could have just took that part out and put it on in your own podcast show on our podcast as its own little segment. But that'd be something you'd have to do. 
Yeah. And that would make more work for you. So that idea. I mean, he just started it like this week. Okay. It was something he thought was a good idea. And it seems as though everyone loves it. So shout out to that texter who said that and pointed that out. But I'm not going to get it on my show, though. We might. Kyle likes the idea. So, you know, we're floating it around for all the shows. Okay. Well, keep me posted. Just, just let me know. Thank you. <sighs> Brian says... Sherwin, I have a suggestion for you to consider to interview over the air. Black intuitive Billy Carson and Nicole Green, the black physicist who created a laser cure for cancer. If Ricky Smiley can interview her with his limited interviewing skills, surely someone like you who has interviewed the VP of these United States has the chops to interview these two black geniuses. Oh, I can interview anybody now. Sure. Problem is getting to these folks. Typically I would do my own legwork to get interviews. I think most of the, unless like some people do request to be interviewed by me or to be interviewed on one on seven truth. But I just, I don't know. I'll, y'all give me a list of people you want me to interview and we'll see if we can get them. Dion. No, I'm not going to the auto show with you. Mike from mill road says, um, please put it on us. You know, that's my, we talked about that. Those better educated countries. Oh, you're the one that said that earlier, Mike. Those better educated countries also tend to be dramatically less diverse. <sighs> give, I need, give me an example, Mike from Mill Road. Like Mexico? Mexico is full of Mexicans, but there's white Mexicans and blonde hair, blue eyed Mexicans. There's red haired Mexicans. There's very dark skinned Mexicans. So there's like skin color diversity. There's expatriates from all over the world that come and settle in Mexico. But as far as a large white population in Mexico? Probably not because I think they kicked the the Spanish out of Mexico or the Spanish just left Mexico. The French tried to colonize Mexico. They got beat up real good. What happened with the Alamo? Didn't some American white people try to do something with Mexico and Mexico? No, you're not going to do that to us. Switzerland is not very. That's an interesting. I was thinking more like third world countries not being very diverse. But Switzerland was never colonized. Norway, I don't think if Norway was colonized, it was colonized by people that look Norwegian. So those countries have always been white. They've never had like the diversity would come from people from other places conquering taking raping pillaging and rebuilding in their image but i don't think those scandinavian countries or a country like switzerland was ever colonized or if it was colonized it was colonized by other white people so people in switzerland because there's italians there's they speak a speak a bunk a bunch of languages in switzerland french german italian and english and there might be one more So those people from those surrounding European nations settled in Switzerland, but it wasn't ever like colonized by the Maori tribe of Africa. You see what I mean? So there's 
there's ethnic diversity in Switzerland, probably religious diversity in Switzerland. There's probably Jews and Christians and Lutherans and Catholics. So to that extent, there probably is diversity. Racial diversity, no. Because usually the white people that settle in Europe, for the most part, well, until recently, are other white people. 262388 says, Winky, I hope he understands that when other nationalities or creeds or whatever you want to call it come here from other countries, like what he is talking about, Hispanic people are coming here to do bet to better their lives, so they're going to work harder than most so they can get the finer things in life. I'll pause for the cause and come right back with more of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I'll be right back. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. shouldn't even have this song it's too hip-hop i don't really most of my stuff is like instrumentals and chill music not this care you want to tell the people what bothers you right now you want to share with the people what oh there's other words to describe it you don't want to tell the people what my stomach hurts Why? Why is that? Did you put something in your stomach? Put a lot of no. something in your stomach? You no. didn't overindulge? It's womanly things. Leave me alone. <clears throat> All right. Well, we hope you feel better. Brad says, good afternoon, Sherwin. What about wooden prosthetic butt cheeks? You know what? I don't want, I wouldn't want a wooden butt cheek. You probably can make one out of plastic. Like if I got into a horrible freak accident, knock on wood, and I had one of my butt cheeks amputated, and if a white person was like, dude, I'll totally donate my butt cheek to you, Sherwin, I would think that was very gracious. I don't think a black person would donate their butt cheek to me. Hell no, I ain't giving Sherwin my butt cheek. Hell no, I ain't. White person would probably do it. And I'm just saying we have a sense of community. That's how it's supposed to be. We all need each other. We all rely on each other, even though we don't want to. Black folks, we got to admit that we need everyone to help us gain equality. It can't just be us. That's like saying that women are the ones responsible for their own pay disparity. Women, then fix your pay disparity. See, it doesn't work like that. It takes men to join the fight for women's pay equity. It takes all races and cultures to join in the fight to assist and create policies in an environment where everybody has the same opportunity. We shouldn't have a state where it's the worst for black children, but in the top 10 for white children. Let's make it like top 25 for all the children in the state. That's a fair compromise because top 25 is not bad. Let's talk to Miss. Shaq, good afternoon. You're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, Sherwin. I've been listening to you all morning. and Oh, man, you're all over the place. And as usual, it's a great topic. 
and you're just I'm I I'm you're just on point. I'm so like one hundred percent with you. I you know, see what you're saying and you know, I I agree that, you know, it it took more than black people to get here. It's gonna take more than black people to get us out of here and yet we do have our own measure of accountability and we have to try and retain the successful uh people that, you know, see fit to leave Milwaukee or Wisconsin and I think too as an educator that uh you know, I'm tired of uh, complaining about the problem when we know the solution. We know that education is key. And and look at the uh you know, the the, the comparison. We got a failing school district and we got high crime. Okay? So and then if we we research has been done up the Chihuahua, whatever, about how education influences, you know, a person's quality of living, um, you know, the the generational uh, uh, educational levels. It's it, it just, you know, it, it, I'm just so I'm so upset. I'm just so upset that the answer is right here in our hands, and yet we still you know, looking everywhere for, you know, results and for people to help. And, yes, people should help, but I don't care if we got to march up and down Capitol Drive or Fond du Lac to, you know, say, hey, you know, whatever we got to do, abolish that old outdated tax uh, 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 formula, you know, which is embedded in oppression. Come on now. Get rid of those outdated thinking, no old people on that uh, school board. We got educators in this city that can turn this system around. Come on now. I'm going to stand up in this gym. Come on. Stand up, Miss Shaq. Let them hear you. Because I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. We got people right here in this city, black and white, Hispanic too, you know, Jews and Gentiles, that can come to the board, come to the table, and solve this problem in Milwaukee. Amen. Oh, Lord. Woo! I guarantee you all them educators that MPS and effed up and kicked out good teachers. If we was to stand up and rally together and, 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 and um, you know, bombard that school board and demand better. Yes. Preach, girl. Woo! Because they're turning good teachers away. Turning good them teachers away. away. I'm trying to tell Can you. Can I get a witness? I, I listen to it every day. Every day. And then they line in their pockets. Where's that? Line in their pocket. Well. Can't find them nowhere. Mm-hmm. You got me upset now. Woo. Oh. Woo. Thank Lord, you, Miss Shaq. I appreciate that I sermon. I feel you. And I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, Sherwin. I do. I oh, feel you right. today. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, huh? You have a great day and a great weekend. All right, now. And I'll see you on Monday. And happy birthday. What you mean you're going to see me on you going to see me on Monday? What you mean? No, no, no. I want you to I want you to come Monday and I want you to tell us cuz you know you I consider you a uh, uh, you're the um you know your music today. I want to say that too. Your music today was on point. What? That music was talking. But uh, Monday, I want you to talk about all your love escapades. Because I consider you a man of love, you know. 
So I would like for you to do that. And you know what I thought about singing too on Monday? <laughs> you know Monday is my birthday, Michelle. Like I know. This was your birthday. Don't just okay. Well, let's just see what happens on Monday. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embarrass you, Joey. I got too much class for that. Now I'm nervous. Okay, Meshach. Well, thank you for your call. Just appreciate your call. All right, huh? Okay, then now. I don't I don't like what she said about Monday. Do I need to hire extra? I, yeah, I heard that, but I didn't say nothing because I would have went way left. She she didn't mean it like that, did she, Carrie? Did she? Okay. Well, why don't I take a little bit of a pause? And I'm going to, um, I don't know what's happening. So everybody, me and Zach's birthdays were on Monday. Zach and I are birthday twins. We're not real twins, but we were born on the same day. So like, what do we do, Zach? Should we invite people to come kick it with us? Come out to the Third Street Market Hall? Um, do we give out our cash app? Like, what do we do? Like, how do I ask people to donate to the nonprofit of my choosing? Maybe we do that. We raise some money for the nonprofit. There's a link to a nonprofit organization on my uh, Facebook page. What do you say, Carrie? I should raise money for who? I know you should raise some money for Rooted MKE. I don't know what that is. That's something you want to raise money for. You use your damn birthday to raise money for Rooted MKE. I don't even know what a Rooted MKE is. What is that? What is that? What is it? So it's a bookstore here in Milwaukee that is about to get shut down if we as a community do not help this bookstore. Um, it's called Rooted MKE. They have books for little brown boys and girls. So Where is it? Get a, you know the address? I feel like it's in Bronzeville. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure the location. But their Instagram is Rooted, R-O-O-T-E-D dot M-K-E. Y'all go there and buy me and Zach books from Rooted MKE. I mean, I probably won't read them, but that would be nice. My birthday is on Monday. I'm going to start my birthday celebration probably at 1, probably one thirty. Got a meeting after the show. And don't worry, I'll be very responsible with my birthday celebrations. Zach may not be very responsible with his. The truth with Sherwin Hughes would be right back. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. to the truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris on monday march 6th that's me and zach's birthday at 5 p.m as wisconsin supreme court justice candidate daniel kelly joins dr ken they will discuss why daniel kelly believes you should vote for him to join the wisconsin supreme court on april 4th again that's wisconsin supreme court justice candidate daniel kelly on the truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris monday march 6th my birthday zach's birthday 5 p.m the Black-Owned Business Give Back is back. We have again teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk, which is us, will be giving away $6,000 to one of five black businesses each quarter this year. 
To sign up for this opportunity, it's very easy. You go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on 1017 The Truth. For official contest rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member, FDIC. Shout out to County Executive David Crowley, who told us that the bookstore is across the street from the MPS administration building. So that's going to be 52nd and Valide over there. Um, What else we got? Oh, Carrie, what? I had a whole story that I wanted to talk about this hour about the best cities for black people. I got I got four minutes left in the show. Well, here, let's do it real quick. Nearly a quarter of the way through the 21st century, black Americans continue to face significant financial inequality. In 2021, the median income of black households was almost $23,000 less than the median income of all households nationally, according to the Census Bureau. And the income gap between black and white households was even greater, with white families outpacing their black counterparts by more than $28,000 in the same year. Black Americans fare best in places with less than 500,000 residents. That's fascinating to me because Cavalier Johnson wants to grow this city to over a million people. But all the cities that I have on this list, and I probably won't get to all of them. In fact, I'm just going to read a couple of them. We'll finish the story on Monday. Monday is me and Zach's birthday, by the way. Y'all better show us love and whatever else you want to show us. So if we do better in cities that have less than 500,000 residents, pushing Milwaukee to over a million might not help us. Murfreesboro, Tennessee, ranks at the top with the lowest black poverty rate. According to metrics, Murfreesboro is the place where black Americans fare best economically, located about 30 mile, 35 miles southeast of Nashville. Murfreesboro has a poverty rate of 8% among black residents, which is the lowest in this study. So let's see, let's start with, can I read them all? Starting with number 10. These are the best cities for African-Americans. Elk Grove, California, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Grand Prairie, Texas, Chandler, Arizona, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Aurora, Illinois, Pembroke Pines, Florida, Chesapeake, Virginia, Enterprise, Nevada, and Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's read a couple of these text messages before I get out of here. Oh, it's a bunch. Uncle Steve said interview Bob Donovan. Nah, I'm straight. No, thanks. Grant says, Hughes, you sure were treading lightly during that last exchange with Carrie about the hot truth idea. Also, send to me, I wonder why. Armour says, Brazil is diverse. It sure is. Brian says, case in point, whole bunch sexually morals folks are all competing for one type of currency at the end of the day, the dollar that is causing this country to lose its grip on real progress. Oh, Brian says it's just your time of the month. Carrie Sonny B says, Miss Shaq turned the gym into the pulpit show did four, one, four, three, seven, seven says, Sure, when I need to get this bottle to you, where are you located downtown? It's just a token of my appreciation for all you do to say happy birthday and thank you for not having Al's ass on this week. We're in the uh, 3rd Street Market Hall, 301 West Wisconsin. Mike from Mill Road says, hey, so long, you on the air all we can ask for. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you. 
Sherman Williams says, my birthday is Monday as well. Well, we got us a party. Pisces in the house. You know, we're the rarest Zodiac sign. Only 5% of people are Pisces. We also are the Zodiac sign that embodies all 12 of the Zodiac signs in us. We literally are everything and everyone. Felix says, Pisces. 414236 says, who the hell wants to hear Dan Kelly? Well, we have to be fair, don't we, at 1017 The Truth. We got to let y'all hear from all the candidates. I think Dr. Ken is going to interview Janet. If he don't, I'm going to interview her. Janet, actually, she's not bad, y'all, seriously. I've known her for a very long time. She's cool. She has never been afraid of black radio because she used to come to WNOV. In fact, I interviewed her a bunch of times at NOV. She's cool. Reggie says, and this will be the last one. Reggie, you get the last word. Reggie also says Miss Shaq is 100% on Sherwin's jock. Could it be that March 6th will be declared a Hughes holiday? All offices closed, no sales or service. So that remains to be seen. Have a nice weekend. Our birthdays are on Monday. That's me and Zach. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.